the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Talk 910 KNEW San Francisco, this is Rob Black. Rob talks about your money every weekday, live and local, from 10 to noon. Enjoy the show. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's the Rob Black Show on 910 AM. Our new tagline is more stimulating talk. Are you stimulated? 800-345-5639. You better be. So I'm trying. Let's go to John and Campbell. John, how are you? Good, Rob. Um, I have a question about NGO, a natural gas um, fund. And uh, I was picking up energy stocks for a while. And I'm not sure why I picked up natural gas. I'm not a big fan of it. But anyway, I was wondering <laughs> if you thought it was worth hanging on to at this point. Um, I would prefer oil. So you said you're not a big fan of natural gas. That's that's a funny comment to make. Why do you why did you make that? Um, I guess there just seems to be. Well, this is the conclusion I've kind of drawn over the last couple of months. There just seems to be tons of it, no shortage of it, and I I don't see the price of it going up. So I. I, uh, I've actually lost money on this fund. and You know what's interesting is there's tons of it, like you said, and it's in relatively safe places. It's in places like West Virginia where all we got to do is go in and kill some hillbillies um, to get it. You know, oil is in the deepest, darkest part of the ocean, um, seven miles under the ground. It's in, you know, areas where uh, Muslim fundamentalists live and they don't much care for us. It's in dangerous parts of the world. Um but natural gas, it, it's it's plentiful. Why don't you think our country embraces it, John? Because we've we are the natural gas of we are to natural gas what Saudi Arabia is to oil. I assume that it's just harder to run a car off of natural gas. I'm guessing that's a main reason. I can't imagine that because we see cars running around town on it. You know. Well, that's true. I don't. I don't know them. You'd so, think we would start up with it in a big way. I think the oil lobbyists have more sway than say the natural gas lobbyists wow and um maybe it's me you know maybe we have a, a deep dark secret that many 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 years from now we're going to switch natural gas and tell uh opec to go screw but i don't get it i would pass on natural gas like you said it's too easy to get to um a lot of people think this is gonna be a cold el nino year so maybe you want to sell it into the december months right before we get to the springtime maybe you can let it go you know the holiday season when it's cold and bitter because when it is cold and bitter, John, what will happen is Katie Kirk will be on the CBS News and she'll go, it was really cold today in New York City and people froze. And then you and I will go, let's go buy natural gas. Let's go and buy natural gas and oil stocks. Um, the East Coast uses a lot more natural gas than the West Coast does as far as heating their homes. And it's a play on the cold winter. And it's supposed to be a cold winter, John. With that said, I'd, I'd, I'd let it go into strength. Sounds good. So Thanks for the call. All right. Thanks. Oh, I don't know. Bunch of hillbillies sit on natural gas. Can't we just shoot them? So, 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's talk about some of the big financial stories today. Oil's making a little bit of a move. 
Now, I like oil moving and I like banks moving. If stocks of bank stocks do well, it tells me that they're lending money or it tells me that they're making money. And if they're making money, someone's making money. They're, they're throwing bonds out there and the state of California buys them and throws down new roads. So when bank stocks move higher, it tells me economic activity is moving higher. I think we have three more quarters that are pretty glorious to be an investor. After that, I think all bets are off the table. Now, I was one of the people who said in March, you got to buy the stock market. Also said it in February. Also said it in January. I'm saying it now. You got to buy the stock market for the next nine months on any weakness. And I think we will get some weakness along the way. I don't think we're going to get massive amounts of weakness. Let's talk about some of the issues that are out there today. White House advisors are examining whether to curb the corporate tax code's bias towards raising money from tax-deductible debt issues rather than from stocks. Now, the review is part of a broader scrutiny of tax law that could change the way business is done in the United States and abroad. Federal Reserve Chairman Paul Volcker, he's a former Federal Reserve Chairman. He basically was pre-Greenspan. We've had three major Federal Reserve Chairmans in our lifetime. Volcker, Greenspan, and now Bernanke. Everyone else he kind of could pass on. Ultimately, he says, he talks about a bipartisan presidential tax policy. He's examining the way multinational corporations pay taxes. The group is considering whether to replace the current system, which taxes global income, with one that taxes only profits generated in the United States. Such a move could provide more revenue for the Treasury by simplifying a system that has provided multinationals multiple ways of navigating trans-border tax rules to minimize payments of the government to the government. Such changes could raise tens of billions of dollars in tax revenue. Wouldn't it be nice if we could just go to a flat tax and just be done with the IRS, just blow them up? Just go to a flat tax, let the IRS stick around for a while. Because what I just said, I can barely put my head around it. And I'm a smart financial guy. What I just said is that we're looking to replace a system where taxes global income. We would tax global income with one that taxes only profits generated in the United States. We're replacing one with the other. And it's going to make more money because it's going to be a simplified version of the tax code. Democrats, they're eyeing the insurance industry's antitrust protection. They're taking it away from them. This is all part of the battle of health care. I think it stinks. I think it's, it's a, a cheap maneuver. Other stories of note out there today. Wells Fargo. I'm going to do a show during the holiday season, and it's coming up on the holiday season rapidly. Rapido. Rapido. Coming up soon. And one of the things that I'm going to do is do a show of 15 stocks to buy and hold till the day you die. I think I could put together that list. Here's one. Visa. Do I think we're going to be swiping credit cards for the next 30 to 40 years? And ultimately, I'll be dead in 30 to 40 years is my guess. I've worked hard in my 20s and my 30s, and um, I'm not going to live long. So I'm not going to be one of those people who makes it to 75. But I think I can hold Visa till the age of 75. I think we'll still be doing transactions. And I think it's a good stock. And today they just increased their dividend. Here's another one that I'm thinking about. Wells Fargo. It's not on the list yet, but it could be. They are crushing Bank of America and former Bank of America company countrywide. Wells Fargo is slamming them. They just reported a $2.6 billion third quarter profit. Company's retail banking operations, including businesses it acquired from Wachovia, is offsetting rising loan losses. A San Francisco-based Wells Fargo joined other big banks in reporting continuing heavy losses 
from failed loans as a growing number of consumers were unable to pay their bills. The bank said credit losses climbed to $5.1 billion. That's up from $2 billion a year ago. Wells Fargo's loan losses balanced out by its traditional banking business, which includes a big mortgage operation that it took, out, took on when it bought Wachovia. They make loans on other assets as well. When they make loans on other assets, that rose 43% to $5.57 million. Whoa. Non-interest income, or what the bank earns on fees, more than tripled to $10.7 billion. Non-interest income. Let me throw that out there for you. On what they earn in fees and other charges, they made $10.7 billion. Now you bitch and moan. You get, oh, I got an overdraft fee. Oh, the company's charging too much on, credit, on, on interest on my credit card. You bitch and moan, right? Now, keep in mind that 10% of Americans are going to default on their credit cards. So banks like Wells Fargo are going to see nothing back. They're going to charge it off. They're going to get a tax benefit from it, but that's it. Now, here's a chance where if you can't beat them, join them. I want you to own some Wells Fargo or Bank of America. They're two dominant banks in the United States. Now, right now, I prefer Wells Fargo slightly more than Bank of America. I'm pissed at Bank of America. Their CEO who's leaving at the end of the year, he's going away with a 60 to $120 million package. You know, you can fire me if you give me a six-pack of beer. I'll, I'll take that and say, woo, that's some sweet severance. But 60 to $120 million? Uh-uh. That just, to me, it's, it's unconscionable to do that to shareholders. A company is defined as a person. Pretty cool, right? A company is defined as a person. And you could actually invest in a person called Wells Fargo. And again, my board op, I get the feeling she's a little sloppy with her money at times. Jen. I get the feeling she's bounced a check or two in her life. Oh, and she chimes in and says, not once. Okay, hypothetically, let's say she does. And she, you know, she'll go, oh, the big banks, the big banks, they're evil. I don't like the big banks. If you can't beat them, join them. The company made $10 billion from people who were bouncing checks. $10 billion from people who were pulling money out of their own ATM. It's a stunning number. $10 $10 billion from people who uh, forgot to pay their mortgage on time and they caught up and had to pay a late fee. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. You're listening to 910 AM. This is Emily Wells. Let me, let me talk over this for a second. She plays a violin and she's doing pop music. She also plays a glockenspiel. She also plays toy pianos in concerts. How cool is that? A toy piano in concert? She's been playing the piano since, or the violin since she was four. She's a French horn teacher. I don't know. I just like this story. So, anyway, her name's Emily Wells. Emily Wells. We'll take a break here. It's the Rob Black Show. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Emily Wells. Been playing the violin since she was four years old, and now she's selling records. And doing pretty well at it. It's called Symphony One. If you go to YouTube, you can Google Emily Wells and 
find Symphony One. Oh, it's so long. When does the There you go. She's singing into a toy that alters her voice. I don't know. I'm just so tired of all the music that's out there. This is a song that's melodic and hypnotic. Anyway, very simple, and yet it sells records. 800 345 to get your calls in the air. I decided a couple months ago, it's time to tell you more about myself and not just hide behind the financial nerd. Part of that is showing you who my dog is. Part of that is showing you I love hockey. Part of that is showing you my life. So... I don't know. Feels weird at times. Very, very private and very, very shy. Google, speaking of YouTube, they're going to broadcast a U2 concert. It's very, very smart. They're starting to show the potential of what YouTube offers. And soon they're going to let users buy songs or listen to them for free. Google's getting ready to come up with a new page right on its main results page as part of a broader push to enhance the offerings on the leading search engine. According to several people familiar with the matter, the music offerings are going to come from four online music services, and they're going to be packaged in what Google calls a one box at the top of the results page. Similar to the site's presentation of weather and financial results, listeners will be able to stream an entire song via a link from lalamedialala.com or from ilike.com. ilike.com. Users who want to purchase songs will be given the option to do so from either of those services. Now, they could also do it from Apple iTunes or from Amazon.com. So Google's getting into the industry of selling music. Four major record labels, Warner, EMI, Sony, and Sony Music Entertainment, and Vivendi's Universal Music Group, they've all licensed their catalogs for this initiative. Google views this initiative as a way of improving its search system in order to retain users, not as a direct source of revenue. Nice. Let's get us Bob in San Francisco. Bob? Hi. Hi, Bob. Are you... Talked about uh, Armstrong Getty and the guy they hypothesized who didn't pay his premium and then goes in and gets cancer. Yep. Gets paid for. Isn't that kind of a microcosm of our system in general where people can live 65 years and then go in and never having paid any premium and they're paid for it? So, you know, if, if we lower the age, that's all we'd be doing if we, if we cared for this guy. It would be expensive, but... Um, you know, he's in a good pool. He isn't always going to get cancer. You know, it might be something less. In but it. Medicare, Medicaid, and Medi-Cal, you pay for on a regular basis. It comes out of your check. I think if we do health care insurance reform, it has to be linked to the IRS or some other reporting of your income so that well, you can't get around. to a mandate. Oh, there, oh, absolutely. Absolutely, there's a mandate. And if you don't get it, you get penalized. So there's absolutely, in the health care insurance program that's uh, being debated right now in front of the Senate, there's a mandate that if you don't get it, you have to pay. Well, I don't know how, what they were talking about because this guy didn't pay. You know, he was not if he freed from some mandate. I mean, I know they're watering it down in one proposal. They're watering it down in one proposal. They're beefing it up in another. So the whole idea is, Bob, every American would have to pay somewhere between $2,000 and $10,000 per year for health care insurance. And if you don't get it, there would be a, something like a 9.5% penalty that's scalable to people. So it's like car insurance. Right now, the state of California has mandatory car insurance, but not everyone has car insurance. Uh, about 82 83% of Californians have car insurance. And yet we have to pay for what's also known as the uninsured car insurance. So in case someone who's uninsured hits our car, we get covered. It's ludicrous. Um, I just don't think a lot of people realize, like, you know this, Bob, Medicare, you're old, right? 
Right, 65. So you pay Medicare and Medi-Cal. You pay that, right? 90 bucks a month. 90 bucks a month, and it's going to go up 6% next year, so I hear. Uh, with that said, you pay. It's automatic. How do, you, how do we integrate this system for younger people so that they pay automatically? Do we put it in their you know, paycheck? Do we do it with the IRS? Um, that's going to be an interesting dilemma. Well, we get the, the risk taken care of by what we do collect from them. I mean, you, there is a way, I guess, to collect, if only when they get sick. No, but, I mean, there's, there's the tax. Don't they have to pay that if, in lieu of the premium? There would be a penalty, yes. But, so, you know, they're still young. Those are the people that aren't going to want to do it. And they're, they're not going to get cancer every day at that age. I think it's all just uh, underwritten. How about this, Bob? How about medical marijuana? Let's say in the state of California, medical marijuana is legal, right? Yeah. Um, there's some people that probably abuse it. You would agree with that, right? Yes. They're using it for recreational and not medicinal purposes. Um, okay, so we passed this healthcare initiative. Do you know how many people are going to want to get medical marijuana refills on a daily basis because you only have to pay so much per year in copays? I mean, it's going to be covered. It would be covered, yeah. Like Viagra is covered. Like Viagra is covered. So in some states, not all states. Probably but. minoxidil for me. <laughs> Probably minoxidil for me. So. Anyway, 800-345-5639. Thanks for the call. It's 800-345-5639. I think it just goes to show that we're a long way away from saying that this is um, a done deal in any way, shape, or form. 800-345-5639. Generation Y. What is Generation Y? Well, we know what Generation X is. Generation Y is the people under the age of Generation X. And there's new generations being born at this point in time. Now, I'm Generation X. I'm happy to say that, you know, I was born in the 60s. If you're born in the late 60s, early 70s, you're considered Generation Y. X, I'm sorry. And we know that it's a, a stereotype. Generation X is, tends to be a slacker. Generation X tends to have a lot of angst. A Generation Y are the people that were born in the late 70s and the late 90s. And they're called, oh, I'm sorry, Generation Y is late 70s and early 80s. Late 90s, they're called the millennials. Now, a lot of people are comfortable trying to figure out buying habits. For instance, I invested in some companies that do business with the United States government. Because the United States government, our budget goes up each and every year. It always has and it seems like it always will. We're not going to cut budget spending. It's just not going to happen. So people are trying to figure out Generation Y because They've got the most discretionary money right now. You know, I got money that I have to put in my house. I got money that I got to save for the rainy day. But when you're Generation Y, shoppers, they spend five times more than their parents did. Five times more. So you got to go to the mall and figure out what they're shopping. It's tough, though, because one of the things that they're shopping for is uniqueness. Generation Y is an anxious generation. They're worried that being told they can do everything. They're worried that they're expected to do it. They mature much more slowly. They have very high bars set for them in their jobs and relationships. The result is a tremendous amount of stress. So generation-wise, they want to go on vacation. They want to explore. They're a difficult group to study. Forever 21, for instance, it sells low-cost apparel and accessories to generation-Y buyers. Hot Topic. They can buy in pop music and provocative clothing. Apple stores, they make uh, shopping very social by giving people lots of room to hang out. So a lot of the shopping for Generation Y tends to, to be more relaxed. Very low lighting, very loud music. 
air drenched with perfume, air drenched with cologne, creates a club-like atmosphere. These damn Generation Ys are tough to figure out. 800-345-5639. They expect everything to happen fast. They expect items to be customized for them because they want to be unique. They rely on friends for advice. Social websites. Let's go to Jeff and Pleasanton. Actually, let's go to break and we'll come back to Jeff and Pleasanton. Couldn't hear Jeff. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's the Rob Black Show. Talk910.com is the website. You can jump on the blog. You can see my Maisie the Wonder Dog. People love Maisie. Got to check out those ears. Probably the best photograph I've ever taken in my life. Talk910.com. You're listening to 9 a.m. More stimulating talk. Eight hundred three four five five six two nine eight calls in there. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Good Jeff in Pleasanton. Jeff. Rob. Yes, Jeff. Hey Rob, how you doing? Good. Hello. Are you there? I'm here. Yeah. Hey, I had a quick question. Um, I own Atlantic Wind and Solar. They're based out of uh, uh, Florida, and they do uh, uh, solar panels, rooftop solar panels, uh, wind turbines, innovative technology. Um, they're up to, last I checked, was 420 today. They were listed as a penny stock, and I was wondering what you thought about that. Um, what were their financials last year? I don't know that. Were... <laughs> that's, that's the problem. Okay. So that's my answer is I like looking at things in concrete, financial, numerical kind of ways. Okay. I like seeing revenues. I like seeing earnings. I like seeing margins. I like seeing, you know... Cash flow, I like seeing debt levels. That's the only way I can ana- analyze a company. This is a pink sheet company, which basically means we don't know if they've ever done business. Yeah, they're just just a startup company. Uh, I mean, at the beginning of the year, they were they were, were like twelve, fifteen cents a share, and as of today, they're up to four twenty, four forty nine right now, four forty nine right now. So you're doing good. I would protect yourself in large part. We don't know. I've seen pink sheet companies, Jeff, that are total frauds. I've seen pink sheet companies that grow up to be a small cap company. You need to get the financials in some way, some shape, some form. We know that the company can release press releases, and we know that the company's traded, but that's all we know, Jeff. And here's what could happen. Do you know what a boiler room operation is? Yes. Boiler room operation, for those who don't know, it could start in New York, and it could be a, a, a company that has five branches, and thanks for the call. So the company has five branches. Let's say it's New York, Florida. California, Chicago, you get the idea, right? So New York comes out with a press release, and they're, they're stockbrokers, and they go, we really like this company at 10 cents, Atlantic Wind and Solar. And they've got this great business in Florida that's, they've got this new wind technology that every community is going to activate and glom onto. So they send it out to their 100 brokers, and their 100 brokers call 100 people and get people involved. Of course, they buy an initial position themselves. Then that recommendation one month later gets pushed in Florida. So the same different hundred brokers call different hundred clients and the stock starts to move. Then what they do is they pass it over to California and the California operation, hundred brokers. And they say, you know, the stock's already moved up 100, 200% and it's the hot stock to own and Atlantic wind and solar is going to change the world. So their brokers sell the story to, to fools yet again. 
Then it gets passed on to Chicago. And that's when they start selling their position. You have to be very, very cautious with penny stocks. Um, if it's not good enough to be a NASDAQ stock, it's not good enough to be um, hmm, hmm, a NYSE New York Stock Exchange stock, it's not good enough for me. I don't believe in pink sheets. Can you make money in it? Yes, I think it's speculation. If you want to speculate, I say single-hand blackjack at an Indian casino or single-hand blackjack at Reno. Don't do single-hand blackjack in uh, Vegas. A, they don't have single-hand blackjack in Vegas. It's your best odds of winning and gambling. You better odds than playing Atlantic Wind and Solar, but good luck to you. And I got to pass on it because there's no financials. Uh, that would be buying a stock blind. And I don't like that. Let's get to Jack and San Rafael. Jack. Yeah, my question is about the FDIC. I'd appreciate your opinion. Uh, there is not the same kind of backup money that they would have had some time ago. And do you, is there any remote possibility that they're in, in becoming solvent and not back up the uh, money that's placed in CDs in banks? I'm curious about your opinion. Sure. Um, it's a possibility. Um, absolutely. And thanks for the call. And when I say thanks for the call, I, I dumped the call because he was breathing like this. <sighs> and it's really tough to do a radio show when people are breathing in your ear. I'm not Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong has Getty. Getty's got Armstrong. It's just me and this freaking microphone at times. Anyway, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, also known as FDIC, there's the chairman of it named Sheila Bear. She said that the fund it uses to protect customer deposits at U.S. banks could dry up amidst a surge in bank failures. We know more banks are going to fail. Now, that's her assessment. And the deposit insurance fund could become insolvent. She said that way back in March. And again, we're way into October now. Quote, a large number of bank failures may occur through 2010 because of rapidly deteriorating economic conditions. Without substantial amounts of additional assessment revenue in the near future, current projections indicate that the fund balance will approach zero and become negative. The FDIC last week approved a one-time emergency fee, and other assessment increases on the industry to help rebuild a fund to repay customers for deposits as much as $250,000 when a bank fails. The fees opposed by the industry may generate $27 billion this year after the fund fell to $18.9 billion in the fourth quarter. The fund lost $33 billion in 2008. We've got agencies in the United States that protect pensions, for instance. We've got a pension guarantee. So let's say you work for Ford. No, let's not use Ford as an example. Let's say you work for an electrician union and someone in the electrician union totally mismanages the money and your pension disappears. Well, our pension guarantee in the United States will make good on most of that money. Most of it. Same thing with FDIC. Let's say you have money at a bank and the bank basically goes bankrupt because they loaned so much money out to commercial real estate and commercial real estate collapses. The bank gets their butt covered by the FDIC. Now, keep in mind, we have taxes on businesses that helps raise money for the FDIC. Now, the fund lost $33 billion in 2008, and more banks are going to fail. You know, back last year, 25 banks failed. We're going to approach almost 300 banks that fail. That's the last number that I saw. Smaller banks are outraged over the one-time fee, which could wipe out 50% to 100% of the bank's 2009 earnings. Now, People are very emotional about this. Is there a chance it fails? Yes. That's the answer to your question. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. As a depositor, I'm not worried in the least, though, with FDIC insurance. No one's going to let the FDIC go without any money. It's just not going to happen. The government 
in my belief, would step in and make good. The FDIC has the authority to tap $30 billion of credit from the Treasury, and it could be boosted all the way up to $100 billion. So we're not going to let our banks go insolvent. We're not going to have our banking system fail in the United States. If it were to fail, we would literally be damn dirty apes on top of cars. And it's a, it ain't going to happen. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Microsoft, this is kind of interesting. They're saying bootleg copies of Windows 7 in China are already available. Man, you can't win sometimes when you're, when you're Microsoft. Apple iPhones and Bose speakers also on sale right next to Microsoft's Windows 7. Which version do you want? The ultimate, the normal, the English, the Chinese? You tell me. So they're selling it for $2.93. That's a fraction of the price that you could get Windows 7 for in the United States. While that figure is falling, it's still, you know, uh, 80% of what's sold in China, 80% of software sold in China is pirated. That's got to change. You know, we've got a relationship with them. They've got to respect our companies. We've got to respect theirs. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Toys R Us. You want to see a sign of the times? This is a sign of the times. Toys R Us rolled out a layaway program today aimed at helping shoppers budget their spend during the holidays. Now, the program, it's available in Toys R Us and Babies R Us. It allows shoppers to pick out gifts early and make a series of small payments over an extended period of time. Program offers added convenience and flexibility, providing customers another option for budgeting their holiday spending and allowing them to make smaller payments over time. So categories for layaway, bicycles, battery-powered ride-on vehicles, dollhouses, play kitchens, pools and water slides, basketball systems, karaoke machines, keyboards, what have you. Car seats if you're going to Babies R Us, high chairs and play yards. By the way, what a racket the baby industry is. The, ra- the, the, the racket of the wedding industry pisses me off. The racket of the baby industry pisses me off. You can't buy anything for a kid that's under $10. Let's go to Chris in Fremont. Chris? Hi, Rob. Great show. Uh, your, your comments on the FDIC got me wondering about the Federal Reserve, and I want to know what your opinion is on the bill going through Congress to audit the Federal Reserve. Don't know anything about it. Oh, you don't? Okay. So I'll be honest with you. All right. Maybe Google end the Fed. Okay. All right. So, thank you. Thanks for the call. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine. You want to end this segment on a happy note? The Roman Catholic Diocese of Wilmington has filed for bankruptcy protection just hours before eight clergy sex abuse trials were set to begin yesterday. The first wave in dozens of cases against its priests that, by diocesan estimates, could cost it one hundred to five hundred million dollars. In two thousand seven, the Delaware legislature legislature enacted a special two year moratorium on the statute of limitations allowing adult victims of sex abuse to sue for assaults perpetrated even decades a year. Now, by the time the moratorium closed on last July, 142 plaintiffs had filed lawsuits against Wilmington Diocese, which compromises Delaware and nine counties in eastern Maryland. So you go, how can the Catholic Church go bankrupt? Well, the Catholic Church has divisions that could go bankrupt, and this is the nine counties around this area. So that's what that's all about. Hmm. I don't know. Abuse of children? sexual abuse of children. It's going to break on that happy note. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on there. It's 800-345-5639. Here's where I stand on, on, on abuse of children. I think anyone who abuses children and animals should be put to death. Children and animals are the only thing innocent in this world. 
They're the only thing that's innocent. And you abuse them, put to death. Elect me as president, I'll change the way business is done. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Don't you just love the sound of steel drums? Doesn't it make you think sunshine and Mexican beer? Let's go to Matt in Burlingame. Matt? Hey, Rob. First, I want to say thanks. You put on, you've got a great show. I, and, um, I'm stunned you say that. No, you know, I like it. you got, you're, you got kind of a laid-back approach, and uh, I appreciate that. I also want to say thanks for uh, recommending uh, Bay Area Lone Source, because uh, I talked to Tony. And uh, we weren't able to work something out, but the guy spent two days working with me just to basically arrive at the conclusion that I got a pretty good deal with my, my mortgage right now. So um, he's a pretty good guy. Guy to work with for sure. BarryAloneSource.com. He's trying to get his wife pregnant right now, and uh, <laughs> no, I got one of my own. So, <laughs> well, I'm not asking for you to to help out, but I'm actually trying to get a sponsor, you know, in vitro fertilization company to help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the funny part about that—that's not even a joke. Um, and I, I kind of want to, you know, help the process and, and get them in live in the studio. So, if you know, any in vitro doctors, I'll send them my way and I'll send them his I, way. I do actually. I went through seven years of that with my wife, and uh, without any luck, ultimately we uh, we adopted. So, oh. um, congratulations uh, on adopting. I think that's one yeah, of the most noble things. How, how was the adoption yeah. process? Um, it was very very easy. We did private domestic adoption, so we hired an adoption attorney who advertised uh, throughout the United States and demographics. You know, we basically said, you know. Ten fingers, ten toes were happy. But, you know, it was a fairly uh, simple and not too expensive process, and it went very smoothly. We were in the delivery room. I cut the umbilical cord. It was great. Um, however, we tried a second time and uh, ended up in the middle of a scam and uh, some legal issues there. So it can go either way. But private domestic adoption is the fastest and most streamlined method to adopt. So what can I help you with today? Um, I had a question about stock. It's a local company here in the Bay Area. Um, basically, it's a company that I hold, Sangamo Biosciences, and I wanted your opinion on it. Um, the ticker symbol is SGMO, and I think it's a real gem. Um, <laughs> I'm an active investor. I've been to their shareholder meeting two years in a row, and the vet CEO and the senior management team, and I like them. Um, but, you know, if you want to take a look at them, I can recite some financials. Off no, I, I got the financials. They're a legit company. Um, tell us about the the shareholder meeting that you went to. Let people well, know what that's all about. <laughs> last year, um, a group of investors and I went. There was about eight or ten investors, and their shareholder meeting consisted of uh, basically the senior management team and about eight or ten of us in a small um, conference room in their headquarters. And they were surprised. They laughed and said it was the largest shareholder meeting they'd ever had. Um, we thought they were successful last year, and they're on a track record to much bigger things. But this year, uh, shareholder meeting was about uh, 15 or 20 people, and um, they're very engaged. I mean, the uh, the senior management team is happy to talk with people. Um, they're not big time at this point, so it's not a big shareholder event. But um, they're easy to talk with, and uh, they seem like they know what they're doing. You can look them in the eye, and you get a good feeling. I love the fact that you actually go to the meeting because I think that's an important thing. You know, I read annual reports. I read K filings. I read Q filings. I read S filings. I'm, I'm a nerd for this stuff. But to actually go to a, a meeting, that, that shows some intelligence on your part. Let me throw out at you what I can. And keep in sure. mind, you know more than I do. It's a biotech company and it's small. Now, 
you've been following it for years. Let me give you what I see and thanks for the call. Sangamo Biosciences, and I'm probably saying Sangamo wrong, um, they do what are called zinc fingers. Now, zinc fingers, does it have the Midas touch or not? It's tied towards regulating gene expression. What is this? So the company Zinc Finger DNA Binding Proteins control gene expression, i.e. activation, and cell function. The firm aims to develop gene-correcting therapeutics for a variety of indications, including cancer, neurological conditions, infectious diseases, and cardiovascular disease. It's got a candidate called SB509, and it's in clinical trials as a treatment for diabetic neuropathy. And the company's also evaluating it as a treatment for Lou Gehrig's disease and artery disease. Now... Other ZFP, zinc finger proteins, programs that they're doing research into HIV, brain cancer, stroke, and spinal cord injury. I would have to study this company for weeks to even figure out what the hell they're trying to do as far as correcting therapeutics for activation and cell function gene expression. Sounds to me like they're tampering with our cells, and that sounds like a, a good area to be in. Here's the problem. I'm not a scientist. I've never been a scientist. I don't know their scientists. I don't know there's other scientists in the world that are trying to do the same thing, but they're more developed than they are. That's the big rub that you have on biotech companies. They're trying to come up with a cure for HIV. Now, what happens if the company right next to them comes up with a day before? Or they come up with a cure for HIV, but it gives brain cancer. There's issues, right? So Sangamo Biosciences, first thing that you notice, it's a $270 million company. It's tiny. And next thing you notice is they got no earnings. So it's a story stock. Remember Forrest Gump? That's a great story, and you tell it so well. They've got a great story. They've got zinc fingers that cure cancer. Whoa. So they have no PE this year. They got no PE next year. Let's take a look at their debt. They got $52 million in cash. Operating cash flow, negative $12 million. Leverage free cash flow, negative $8 million. So regularly, they're going to have to come to Wall Street and say, we need more money. We need more money because we got zinc fingers that are going to cure cancer. And Wall Street will say, okay, we'll give you more money. And what thing is, is if there's 100 shares, we're going to issue 20 million more shares, and there'll be 120 million shares. So anyone who is a shareholder to 100 million suddenly just got watered down 20%. You get the basic idea. So it's brutal. This should be your most aggressive, craziest stock you own. And if it's 3% of your portfolio and it hits a home run, it'll be 10% of your portfolio. If it's 3% and it strikes out, it's not going to kill you. So they recently said some presentation significant phase two clinical data. They're developing SB509, treatment for diabetic neuropathy. They showed results at the Neuroscience Annual Meeting in Chicago. Top line data demonstrated a direct neurodegenerative effect of SB509 that resulted in statistically significant increase in small, unmyelinated nerve fibers in the skin or intraepidermal nerve fiber density in subjects with DN. Now, data also presented that provided additional evidence on the positive effect of SB509 on large fiber sensory nerve health as measured by improvements in nerve conduction velocity. So it sounds like they got some pretty good news. Uh, I don't know much about it. They're going to do more trials. Keep in mind, the way the biotech world kind of works, there's a company called Breen Murray. You should search out Breen Murray, B-R-E-A-N, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y. 
Um, they recently initiated it with a cell. I don't know why. I, I Actually, I do know why. They say it's going to be a $4 stock. They're saying they believe they are being generous by not discounting the potential $100 million potential to become partners. They believe that a key negative catalyst for San Gamma will be phase two failures of SB 509. Not showing any efficacy in phase one HIV infection trial in second half 2010. So it looks like their next big thing is going to be second quarter 2010. They're going to release more results then. They're going to release a big HIV infection trial in second half 2010. Concerns stem from what they view to be an abundance of negative clinical data. And their concerns stem from their expectation of ex vivo transformed cells will be deleted. They believe that failures in these programs will dramatically reduce investor optimism for the therapeutic potential of zinc finger prototyping technology. Guilt by association is inescapable weakness of having therapeutic pipeline consisting of mechanostatically related product candidates. I don't even know what the hell I just said. So they don't like them. Maybe follow what Breen Murray has to say. Now, another company gives them an $11 price tag, basically saying the market's underappreciating the royalty on a knockout KO, knockout rats, soon to be sold by Sigma Aldrich. I, again, you know more about it than I do. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Let's do a couple quick emails. First one comes to us from Dustin. Actually, this was a blog post. And at the blog, 910, talk910.com, talk910.com, you can see a picture of my dog, Maisie the Underdog. Some people say suspiciously looks like Scooby-Doo. Over-the-counter, okay, so Dustin says, over-the-counter pink sheets, fads, Krispy Kreme, Build-A-Bear, Crocs, all that crap, never, ever again. From now on, I'm buying top-notch companies. This one comes to us from GB, and he says, great to hear you trashed Lynn Jimenez last week. She's superficial and incompetent. I remember listening to her on her first day as a business reporter at KGO. She was replacing a guy, I can't remember his name, but he had been there forever and was actually very good. Um, let's tell you. I don't much care for Lynn Jimenez. I think she's lovely as far as someone who can read a press release. But when you call yourself a business reporter, I think you're going into dangerous areas where you can hurt people. Um, anyway, GB ends his, his rant about her. <laughs> uh, he goes, uh, natural gas has no chance of becoming uh, dominant in the United States because of the oil lobby and the coal lobby. Coal is another mineral that comes from a dirty place extracted by people without all of their front teeth. So he says, love listening to your show. Still remember listening to you on CNAT back in the days when I was commuting from Marin to San Mateo each day. Glad you're back. Thanks, GB. It's good to be back. Another email comes in and says, I'm currently using Edward Jones as a stockbroker. They've got a lot of fees. Can you recommend a credible online service to buy stocks for myself? I like Fidelity. I like nice paperwork. You can go with TD Ameritrade. You can go with E-Trade. You can go with Fidelity. You can go with Vanguard. All fine services. To get your calls in the air, if you want to wait 22 hours, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. I will be back in 22 hours. And as always, thanks for listening. I do wildly appreciate it. I do. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.